This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, Wednesday. We got a lot of things happening here. You just don't know it. Here's what we have. We have... I don't even know where to begin. Let's work in reverse order. Overtime is always brought to you by Book It Sports. Speaking of which, it's our weekly conversation with Jeff Barles. Who the hell knows what he has to give out as far as plays or where that conversation goes. But he'll join us at 1240. Before that, at 1130, we'll be joined by the other Aton, the real Aton, if you will. I'm the second that came from it. Not junior, but the second. And then before that, at some point, we have a bunch of audio from something that apparently happened with Minnesota yesterday. Harry sent that out. The latest update of Aaron Rodgers hosting the show, Jeopardy. And, oh, why Harry has behind him the crew of King of Queens. But I feel... He is yeah, the king of queens. If you, if you look at the picture right now, I am the king of queens. You are, yeah. Exactly. Yes. You have it strategically right. placed to where exactly. there's Arthur and there's exactly right what you have, a carry and an carry. Arthur. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I don't know if we should, before we get into all of that, eulogize the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, God. The season officially came to a halt, a grinding stop last night. Not even Barrett's boy, Moose. Change the direction of this train. He was awful, by the way. So, I mean, they were all terrible, but he was awful too. I have to pick one. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, man. I saw on Twitter awful. last night they were saying he couldn't stop a beach ball last night. That's, <laughs> That's bad. bad, man. Yeah, when you get those type of references when it goes from a puck to a beat. Like they didn't even get a basketball in there, right? They just no. Went they went straight beach ball. ball. I'm yeah. telling you, that's, that's not good. Not they good. bypassed soccer ball. They bypassed softball, hockey yeah. ball. Lacrosse yeah, you name it. Ball. Bowling ball. We yeah, went past yeah. bowling ball to beach ball. It's insane. What do you have to say for make... your boy there, uh, Barrett? Yeah, let's hear it. What do I have to say for anybody in the organization? Come on, man. You the, it. It's to the point now, man. They're losing by, you know, not double digits, but it's pretty damn close to it, man. Come on. I mean, this is yeah. ridiculous. Well, let's I was trying fight. to tell. Give me some fight. I was trying to tell the skunk yesterday, you know, who still, if you notice, he still is in denial about the organization. He still is on the defensive a little. He tries yeah. to sort of stick up for him because I was saying that, you know, because we're talking about the over-under. Aton was looking at six and a half and he went over and it hit and congratulations. Yeah. But I was trying to say, hey, you know, the Flyers aren't, they don't score. And he's like, oh, well, they're, 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 they're 13th and the NHL goal scored. I'm like, yeah, but not in the last 15 to 20 games. They no. stink. Yeah, they they average like two goals a game. You're not winning goals. You're right. not winning games in the NHL scoring 2.3 goals a game. I'm sorry. And if you look over their, their history over the past couple of weeks, they don't score. Last no. night, they don't <laughs> score. They got lucky on that goal last night because the goaltender misplayed misplayed that whole situation, and they got a goal. They just lucked into that goal. That should have been a shutout. 
Well, well, well right. a, a, a hair. You got to look at the, 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 the metrics of, of, of what's going on the yeah. last yeah. three yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, give me all this metrics. Give me a break. That's the thing, man. This team, remember when they were playing above the metrics in the start mm-hmm. of the season, yeah. they were playing where the metrics said they were a bad team and everybody, oh, no, no, no that's that's what good teams do. Well, right. we, we were fooled. Sometimes that's what good teams do. Other times, bad teams fool you in the start of seasons thinking now they can play above it. It's like a team in the NFL that's winning games for the first six or seven or eight weeks despite turning the ball over. Right. Well, well, hey, hair. Hey, Eitan. Hey, hair. You got to look at the metrics, though. The metrics, hey, yeah. you, know, you know, it was a left-handed stick. He's supposed to be on a right-handed. Well, you know, right. you know. Coots is a 200-foot player. I mean, forget all the penalty kill. Or yeah. They signed Lawton. Uh, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, give me a break. Stop. No, 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 no. We went last night on the picks together. Now, I only gave yeah. the three out in the NBA, technically the two that we played. But if you went over, even if you went over in the first period, over over the Flyers game, either way, all his picks except for one hit. So hopefully people, because I played Jason's and mine in the round mm-hmm. robin, so as we rip him, no skunk last night. The only thing that really went down was Tampa, but I can take one loss when he, everything else hit, so... No, I good. Don't give him credit. No, go okay, yeah. Let's give him credit. But you know, I'm just saying. You know, he's he's Clippers always sons hit too, Harry. Just so you know. But okay, that's you know, I'm not in the business of gloating. Yeah, no, you are. I know. Yeah, and the net the Nets hit too last night. Kevin Durant uh, with a big game yesterday afternoon, and now they come on the back to back as a seven point underdog yeah. to the Sixers. Look, I are you kidding? Think... Seven point underdog. Yes, there, After what they did yesterday. They got a seven point underdog. The metrics of Brooklyn as a cover are not good. The problem, though, is that I actually think the back-to-back in the way in which it, uh, I guess, manifested or played out yeah. could help Brooklyn. Ah. This, this was a practice, man. At some point, look, these guys weren't even we're out talking there. talking about the practice. And they were. It, it, was a, yeah. it was a glorified run-through. Look at the lineup that Minnesota runs out there. Do you recognize hardly anybody on that team no, outside of the number one overall pick and Rubio? I kind of look bad for Pat, man, don't you? In partnership? No, I don't. Well, you're in Minnesota. It's cold and dark and miserable seven months a year, and you have to look around and question who you're playing with? On the Sports Map Radio Network. Uh-oh, Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. It's a Wednesday edition of the program, and we have a lot going on here. In about a half hour or so, we'll be joined by a man who I was named after. He's known for much more, much more important and famous things than that, of course. But with the announcement of the ESPN 30 for 30, the latest being American Gladiators, thought, well, we have a connection this show does to the man who is responsible for creating the show that you know now as American Gladiators, despite it not necessarily being the first run of it. He's going to join us. Aton Keller is going to join us in about 25 minutes or so. And he's got some stories, as we mentioned, spent some time down in Miami with Zonka and that squad to other things he's touched on in, in the world of sports and television. Jeff Parles will join us. We have a lot of other things we'll sprinkle in from this Anthony Edwards comment on Alex Rodriguez and the latest update. We almost have like a daily slash bi-weekly update 
or I guess what you would call it, like three-day week update of Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. Other than that, Harry Mays, I don't know if you noticed Barrett Brooks, but Harry has a non-sports back, which is very rare, a non-sports background in, in behind him now. I actually look good in there. I fit in uh, with the family, I think. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Anytime he has a background that you're more partial to, Mm. It's kind of making me kind of weirded out a little bit, bro. Yeah, I mean, well, it, there, there's a story to this. Barrett okay, I'm, Aton, I'm trying okay? to see what's going yeah. on. Because it's, and it's pandering to me. No, no, uh, the, he's the last person that I would pander to. <laughs> okay, and he knows that. Very fair. But, <laughs> but That's last why I'm night, confused. <laughs> this is why when you brought up prior to the show starting about all the baseball last night, the doubleheader with the Phillies, and you were trying to get some conversation started, and I wasn't. And you guys biting. ignored me. I was yeah. not biting. I was totally ignoring you. <laughs> Uh, because I did tune in a little bit yesterday to this to the first game. The Phillies had the lead in the top of the eighth. There's a man on second, Lindor, to start the inning. And I had forgotten that these stupid doubleheaders are just seven, are basically seven inning games. So they were already in an extra inning situation. Right. And the Phillies had taken the lead in the top of the eighth, three to two. And of course, Naris gives up a couple of hits. Hold and on, hold on, hold on. So, so I'm out. Boom. Everybody. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, hold on. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on... Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. 
Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. Did you know, Aton, that CSB has a filmmaking program now? Live from yeah, we're going to tell the Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We have a busy first hour. And I, I will say, after looking at this clip from Anthony Edwards a couple of times, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. And I, I, don't, I don't know if Barrett... Did you ever run into that situation you played on, what... 40 of the 32 teams, right, in the NFL? <laughs> I, what are you referencing? I, I don't, I don't Okay, know. so let, let's do this. Let's look at the clip first, right, so that Barrett and others can see this because we always try and get as many people as possible on the show live reaction. So sometimes it's Harry bringing it up to the two of us and Barrett and myself or the combination of the two. So this is Anthony Edwards right now. In response to the news of the new owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, if we can just be honest here, this is a man who went, not Anthony Edwards, but Alex Rodriguez, who went after the Mets. So from going to anybody who is rich enough to have an ownership stake in a team is in a completely different stratosphere than us. I understand that. But at the same time, to go from an organization in the Mets who is completely revalue and a reestablished value like they have after all the Wilpon nonsense and Ponzi scheme stuff to the Timberwolves is like having all of the money in wheel of fortune and hitting bankrupt and getting hit with the take home prize before you leave. I mean, that's one hell of a consolation level prize compared to going after the Mets. That's all I'm saying. So I can't fault Anthony Edwards for kind of responding in this fashion. That's all. Does that make sense, though, before we hear Anthony Edwards? Kind of. I mean, how old is Anthony Edwards? 20 years old? Well, I'm not I'm not saying anything about Anthony specifically. Yes, he's 20. No, Anthony Edwards. He's got to be about 20. Yes. And he's 12. He went went to Georgia for one season. (laughs) Right. And he probably prepped in high school. So I'm going to say he's probably 20, close to 20. He'll be 20 in August. Okay, so he's 20. So so this is the clip. All right. Do you have any thoughts about? Him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? The baseball player? Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. Do you have any thoughts? You know about what that? You wow. know what that right. Is that that? I am envious that that is a young man who yeah. never had to sit through constant amount of sports talk radio chatter about Alex Rodriguez mm-hmm. worst player in MLB mm-hmm. you know, all these like to not like can you imagine living in a world 
Yeah. Where you're still in sports, but you don't follow the popular people that are also popular because of like awful talk radio type stuff. I don't know. There's a sense of ignorance that I actually envy in that. Segment. Ignorance is bliss, Aton. That's what Absolutely. they say. Absolutely. Now, now he was about eight years old. He was eight years old when A-Rod won the World Series in 2009 with the Yankees, his only World Series appearance or a championship with the Yankees, right? Yes. And you would think if as an eight-year-old kid, I don't know, you would know a Alex Rodriguez. No, no. You no, don't think not, so? No, sir. No, sir. Now, he, he, he said it. I am a basketball player. I know. Now, if you'd ask him who Michael Jordan is or something like that, he would definitely know. But Alex Rodriguez, no. You know, I, I think if you'd ask him who J-Lo is – well, that's, that was my question I put out on Twitter. Like, yeah, let's ask him right. if he knows who J-Lo is. Yeah, but right. J-Lo is more popular than A-Rod by a, a mile. Yeah, but I'm I saying if he if he never heard of J-Lo, we'd have, to, we'd have some serious investigating to do well, yeah, into, that, into Anthony's upbringing. That's very fair. <laughs> to, to go from being a dancer, well, she was a fly girl, wasn't she? Yeah. To now being on top of the world, being with the finest men. Was it In Living Color? Was that the show yes. back in the early 90s? Yes. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dated Puffy, mm-hmm. Alex Rodriguez. What's the, uh, what's the other guy? She, um, I don't know. Name? I can't keep track. He's a, he's a singer. He's a, he's a Latin singer. Mark oh, Anthony. yeah. Mark Anthony. Mark yeah. Anthony, yeah. yeah. Mark She's Anthony. got kids with him, I think, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Now, I'm looking at this from The Athletic. The tweet says, Anthony Edwards with big, quote, sorry to this man, end quote, energy. A-Rod and partner Mark Lore signed a letter of intent to become owners of the Wolves and Lynx last weekend. They're now negotiating to eventually take over the franchise. So apparently, I, I don't know where that is, like the, what apology would be. I don't know who that is. I know he's going to be owner, but I don't know anything about baseball. All right. Mm. Again, I, I think, yes, to not know who J-Lo is in this would be problematic. Mm-hmm. And we also have this other story, right? They're not the only two famous or in JLo's case, the only famous owner to be that a non or a sports fan would know. Eva Longoria and Kate Upton are in state bids right now for this Mexican Liga club. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Football ace Mizut Ozil joins actress Eva Longoria and model Kate Upton in Ozil. state bid. Ozil. Oh, yeah, I think it's Ozil. In state bid for Mexican um, Liga Club. Wow. There you have it. It's so, become a trend now. It's become fashionable to have a, a stake in a, in, a, in a club now. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't, it's almost like you can't lose money. Right. right. You know, now, the you value put, increases. Let's put all, all four of them up there in a lineup for Anthony Edwards. All mm-hmm. right. He's got J-Lo. He's got Kate Upton. He's got Eva Longoria. And he's got A-Rod. All right. Who well, is going to identify? Uh, Only one of that. It'll, it'll be J Lo. Yeah, it'll be. J-Lo. I think it'll be J Lo, and then probably Kate Upton. I was going to say Upton is is more current than all of them. Yeah, that's how yeah. I would rank them too. I'd go right. J Lo one, <laughs> Kate Upton two, A Rod three, Ava Longoria four. Okay. A, I think Longoria goes ahead of A Rod for me personally, but mm. that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what do you want? I I don't know why A Rod is ahead of Ava, but that's that's fine. It's no issue. Never there. was a fan. No. Okay. No. 
right. even when she was married to Tony Parker. Uh, I was not a fan. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at it and thinking if you had this whole thing of young people not knowing their owners, like we did with Anthony Edwards on the Wolves with A-Rod, how many people on that, La, uh, that not La, pardon me, that Mexican Liga team know who Eva and what, Kay what, Upton what, are? I'm trying to figure out what, what would she be famous for? Who? Who? Ava. Uh, well, I have Desperate Housewives. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a I, television I, I, show. I never watched that. I just I, knew I didn't either. Tony Parker's pretty big internationally, not yeah. just in Europe. And she's got makeup. She was a makeup uh, spokesperson. I forget for which company. Right. My, I don't know if it was Lancome or one of them. She did. She did some commercials. I mean, she, you know, she's done a lot of TV. Yeah. So, I mean, she's up. She's been on a lot of uh, talk shows also. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. Kate Upton, right? Mm, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Now I wonder if if Verlander has a stake in this club too. I don't know. This may be just one of these Kate Upton things. She's going rogue on her own. Is this one of these deals where Kate Upton has made more money in her career than Justin Verlander, oh, yeah. just like uh, Tom Brady's wife? I would yes. think so, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Now, Ron, fashion is- has more. Fashion is fashion is more. Um, there's more money in fashion. Well, then what are we doing here? We we should be doing fashion stuff. Absolutely. We should be putting out brands and labels and, you know, kinds of clothes, apparel and lifestyle stuff. Well, you don't have to look good. money. You don't have to look good to put out fashion. No, most of these fashion moguls are ugly as hell. Well, look, (laughs) you also have to put stuff out that people wear. Right. So you can't come oh, out with this unwashed acid gene look, Harry. Right, people to rock that down the runway. I'm not. I'm out there because I can't. I, there's no way that I could put up skinny jeans or skinny or, jeans or, are out. I just saw it yesterday. They're are out. they out now? Yes, they are out. I yeah, swear to God, I saw the headline. Read it. I'm so glad, man. I'm, yeah. I'm talking to guys painting jeans on themselves. Right. Nobody wants to see that. And we haven't no. had acid wash stuff since what the 90s. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, according to Ron Culver, Verlander's net worth no, is twenty-eight million. Not up. twenty-eight, ninety-five. Ninety-five million. Ninety-five mil. So twenty-eight million is what? His salary. He made twenty-eight salary. a year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. So his net yeah. worth is not now Upton is only twenty. Is only twenty. Huh. Really? Now look, that just shows you how much of a international supermodel and mogul Giselle Bunchen is. No kidding. I think we take for granted. That and assume that everybody can make twenty to forty million a year. Like, well, you know what else it tells me is Sports Illustrated is cheap. That's true. They don't pay. No. Or yeah, you didn't maximize her platform like people who are in the Super Bowl do. I right. Don't, I have she no did a idea. couple of movies. Yeah, Giselle's about double Tom. Yeah, oh, it's that's incredible. Tom's net worth is roughly about two hundred mil. Giselle's four hundred. Wow. Or walking runways. Boy, I would love that. I'd love to be making that kind of money and have my wife make double. It would be Bro, so great. Put Pressure's like totally off. Right, right, You know right. what I mean? There's nothing on me. Yeah. Uh, Belichick, what? Be- yeah, Belichick. right. I don't have to go to me? work this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you better go sit down somewhere, Belichick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, at what point do you feel like, all right, I just don't need to work? Right. I mean, why? Uh, why? I, I Am I I've, I've considered it, no. Barrett. I really yeah. <laughs> the thought crosses my mind pretty much twice a week. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. Man, I just I mean it's Sunday night and Monday morning. That's yeah, that's that's when it comes, you know. Do I really feel like coming oh, to work today? Man. 
Come on now. But I was telling you my my situation yesterday. I watched uh, Naris give up a hit, and I knew they were going to blow that game, so I was out. Brutal. And by the time I re-logged back into sports and television, it was in the second game. And I tune in, and I see Nola struggling. He's scuffling around, and the Phillies lineup did look like to me like they, you know, they like there were they guys in there. the first half of a doubleheader. Right, there were guys in there that I, that shouldn't even be on the roster. Right. So I'm like, I'm out of this. We found King of Queens. I watched back to back episodes of King of Queens on a channel that I didn't even know existed, oh, named FYI, and I was laughing my hindquarters off right, for an we hour. Need to get to the bottom of this coming up. We'll have a couple of minutes before Aton Keller joins us. Let's take a quick one. It's the middle Philly slash the middle and sports map radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation. And we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. The, the, middle. the middle. You can't have pigs in a blanket followed up by filet mignon, followed up by peach cobbler. It's too much. It, it's too out of control. Are you kidding be, me? There needs to be a sense of chocolate. I, I, I don't know who this person is. Filet mignon, mignon with crown royale. <laughs> Vanilla ice cream and apple pie. You might as yes. well just kick somebody in the groin. The middle with Aton Sander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on play. Uh, this guy, Ian Begley, is saying that Steve Nash is hinting that uh, Durant nor Irving may play tonight. Well, I mean, look at I mean, it was just Durant last night. Right. Why? why of course, they're not going to play. And they're going to get blown out. You know, then it's going to are going to get blown out. And it'll build up for, you know, later on in the season when they play them the next time they play them. So, yeah. I why even way. why even have a regular season in the NBA if you're not going right. to play? <laughs> exactly. Seriously, let's just have playoffs. 
You're listening check. to The Middle check. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket check. Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, Harry mentioned right before the break he was wrapped up in King of Queens, and who am I to interrupt this train of thought, Barrett Brooks? <laughs> uh, it was awesome. I, I tuned into the pole lock episode, which was pole dancing. Yes, where... He's in the gym with Deacon and they mm-hmm. leave and they see a pole dancing class and he convinces Carrie to pole dance. And of course, the dad in the house, Arthur, is going crazy over this whole thing. And oh, it's great. It's like they, they, you know, they play off of a dad who has like a 16 or 18 year old stripping or something like that. Right, right, right. And, no, he, and- no, he has never teased the show. He has never teased a segment and then came right to it. Just because it's this show, right? It's the fastest ever done it. Well, yeah. Plus, we have a guest coming up, right? Well, that's his namesake. Yes, that too. But yeah, they put the pole in the bedroom, and she's working out on this pole every night, doing routines and dressing in sexy lingerie, and she's just terrible at it. She's (laughs) god awful on the pole, Barrett, and so bad that he is disinterested and starts staying at work and cleaning out his locker (laughs) rather than going home. So he finally goes home and she's, you know, she's got another routine set to go and they, she starts the music and she just she just starts into it and he just stops her. He turns the music off and, and basically says, you stink at this. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, right? Yes. And then he gets on the pole and yeah. actually can do the routines. He's no he looks like he's been on the pole for years. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> the ending of it. where he's like showing her how to do it. And you know, the, finally aroused my curiosity. Yeah. I got to see it now. I've you got to look at it now. Right? He's like, you have to, um, you know, you have to, you have to own it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Also, <laughs> you have to embrace it. I got to see it. Now. It was so good. Oh, man. It was, yeah. it, yes. Well, we'll have time throughout the show. Of course, we'll bring back up the next episode that you watch. And that's yeah. really what I'm amazed at is. You got to see how the show because you are on ep, you're on episode one and two for season eight. So this this show has already been going on a long time mm. at that point where you're watching it. Right. And, yeah. and think about it. I'm seasons one through seven before you get to that point. And one of the best episodes for me of the show's history is the one that you watched, the second one that you watched. Episode two, this. season eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So think about yeah. how good it can be. Like Seinfeld. We always talk yeah. about the final season that they've had and. The genius of it. All right. So as mentioned, we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday and the new 30 for 30 that is coming out with ESPN American Gladiators. And as you can see on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, Aton Keller, same name, same spelling, a man that I was named after my godfather. But as promised, Aton has done so much more than simply give my parents my namesake. And that is, of course, from Iron Chef America now through years ago, American Gladiators, and being responsible for the immense growth of the show. So first and foremost, thank you for popping on with us. And I know these two are going to have questions galore about me. We'll try and focus it as much as we can away from me. <laughs> I, you, you, you are you are a brave man to do anything with Aton, but hey, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You had me at you had me at 
the, the Iron Chefs, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm Barrett's a chef as well. I mean, I, I love that show. Football player who won love a Super it. Bowl, but he's also a chef. So yeah, love he it. Told love him it. Not to derail the interview and go full Iron Chef. Right. <laughs> Welcome well, to the show, Aton. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Interesting that you should mention Iron Chef because, in many respects, Iron Chef and Gladiators are very much alike because. And, and, and I'll explain to you, I'll explain to you why. And I learned a lot on American gladiators that I then transferred to, to Iron Chef. Um, Iron Chef is sports meets food. Mm. That is the, the approach to the show up to Iron Chef. Most cooking shows are what we call stand and stir. Basically the chef stands behind a counter, stir something, flip something, grill something. There is no no movement. There's no urgency in in any of it. And on Iron Chef, we acknowledge the fact that it was being done re real time. It was being done live. The way it was edited was presented as if you were watching the entire hour, even though in reality, the whole show is only 42 minutes. You only saw approximately a half hour of the hour, but no one in the audience ever had a feeling that they had missed anything. But the the similarity is the fact that you have two concepts that are over the top. Iron Chef, you have a chairman. On what cooking show, other cooking show, is there a guy called the chairman? You know, you don't do <laughs> right. that. On what cooking show did they present food on an altar? Really over the top kinds of elements. American Gladiators, the, the basis for it was legitimate athleticism. Iron Chef. The legitimacy was the fact that it was all about the food. It was not about the contestants talking, um, you know, sort of crap about each other um, and, you know, and so forth. It was all about the food. The judging wasn't about finding something that was wrong with a particular dish so somebody could be eliminated. It was about degrees of excellence. American Gladiators, very much the same. Empowering real people to live out their, their dream and tell an amazing story. So what I learned was by doing American Gladiators that you could be as over the top as you wanted to be because audiences would accept it as long as the competition was legitimate. And when American Gladiators premiered, there was another show that also premiered and it was a roller derby show that was set in stone, meaning like WWE, the season was arced. They knew, the producers knew who was going to win, what fights they were going to have, and, you know, and everything else. It was theater. They right. didn't make any pretenses right. about it. It was theater. American Gladiators, that real person walked in, competed, whatever the results were, the results were, and there was legitimacy to it. So it allowed me as the, as the producer to create some fantastical events to uh, have them in what was very edgy wardrobe at, at the time, <laughs> yep. but it yeah. was accepted and not perceived as a joke because at the core of it, it was legitimate, it was hard, and it was tough to do. Uh, so in that, in that respect, they, they are uh, similar to me. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got to point out before I ask this question, but Aton Keller's voice way better than Aton Shanders. 
Yes. How about the pipes yes. on Aton yes. here? He could. Dangerous. He should be hosting some sports radio shows. I knew. I knew. As soon as you came on, not only would you captivate the stream, Aton, but you would also pull these two guys on your side as well. So, I'm, I'm happy to take a payout, a buyout, and I can right. you know hang yeah, out. Yeah, he's going to opt yeah. out. Aaron, we got the lesser of Aton's. Yeah, we got yeah, the lesser no, of Aton's. No question. But well, I told you that ahead of time, not to like you will no. find out instantly that there is a significant difference between the Aton we're bringing on now versus the Aton you're used to admit. Yeah, no doubt about it, but I gotta ask uh, Aton what has brought about this revival so to speak in American Gladiators in that there's not only a 30 for 30 but a Netflix uh, piece coming out. What do, you, what do you think is sort of bringing this about? Here's the thing, well, real quick, Aton we're, we're gonna have to break on the radio in a minute and we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna break on the stream, so we'll be live on the stream coming up and you can answer that question in some detail. We'll have about three minutes and then we'll be joined back again with the radio itself. But you have a bunch of other things that we want to touch on. You were telling me about the time you spent down with the Miami Dolphins, Howard Cosell, Larry Zonka, the connection there, the carryover from Zonka in Miami to American Gladiator. So we can start where Harry began the question about the revival and, and why things are back. We're going to we're going to break here. In about 20 seconds, stay live with us, though, on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Again, we're live across the planet on SportsMap Radio, the SportsMap Radio app. Aton Keller, longtime producer, is joining us, especially on the work with American Gladiators, the new 30 for 30. And as Harry mentioned, the Netflix documentary as well. Keep it here. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and SportsMap Radio. All right, now we have three. We're back there. So you, you have some time to breathe on that answer. Okay. So I, I think there's a renewed interest in things that are a bit retro, where people are looking back, and especially people are looking back um, at things that they watched and enjoyed when they were younger. And, uh, you know, during during COVID, I think people had, um, you know, some time to right. – Nostalgic about things that that were positive emotional flashpoints for them in in their youth or in their teens, and what they did as a communal experience, so to speak. People, uh, you know, used to go over to other people's homes. You used to, if you were in college, you used to watch something in a in a dorm. We used to hear that people used to uh, crowd into. The, uh, the cafeteria at, at the dorm where they had a screen and watch it, or if somebody was lucky enough, his parents had enough money to uh, buy them a TV, so they had a TV in their dorm room in, in, in those days. So it became a, a nice uh, social experience for, for people, and it was also one of the first shows, I believe, where real people became heroes, and where you had a group of superheroes on um, on American Gladiators that some you loved, some you loved to hate, and that was a new dynamic that that people were were experiencing. Uh, and so I think that is the 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 genesis of the of the renewed interest in American Gladiators. Mm. Interestingly, back in the day, my contemporary said to me said, Eitan, why do you want to do that trash sports show? You're going to derail your career. You're, you're doing 
network shows. You're producing network shows. Why would you want to do a syndicated trash sports show? And for me, the answer was really simple. One, you rarely get an opportunity to do something that has not been done. And secondly, I was given an opportunity to come in and reinvent and reimagine American Gladiators because before I joined it, it was on for 13 weeks and it was a failure in syndication. It was awful. It looked nothing like what it looks like today or what people remember uh, American Gladiators, uh, you know, to have been. So uh, as you, as people well know, you, you rarely get that kind of opportunity where people say, come in. Um, it's a failure. So all you can do is better than where we are right now. Yeah. And the opportunity was given to me by Samuel Goldwyn because the show was produced by the Samuel Goldwyn uh, company. And he loved the show, loved the concept of it, understood that it was not executed well, understood that he had lost money for the first 13 weeks Fine. and was prepared to put his own money into it again in order to make it what he believed that it could be all along. All right. So, so real quick, we're back. Aton Keller is joining us, longtime producer in television, film as well. And now we speak about American Gladiators, the show that he was talking about on the stream just now as we're rejoined real quick by the radio audience about the first attempt of the show. And I know Barrett and then Harry want to get back involved in, in a couple of questions. But if you can just expound on what happened, what, what was the idea or, or how what was the genesis of this idea from day one and what went wrong from day from episode one through episode 13 to then where when Samuel Goldman personally came to you and asked you or basically allowed you to go ahead and fix it. So the, the original idea was, was very simple as most really good ideas are. It was, let's put together a group of athletic superheroes that can do anything that can do things that people won't believe that can be done. And we'll invite real people to go up against them and see if, and, and test their mettle, see if they, see if they can succeed. And in, in a way, uh, the the precursor to not American Gladiators, but that sort of um, competition as um, entertainment, but amateur entertainment was Battle of the Network Stars. And audiences loved that because they could sort of peek behind the curtain as it was before um, services like, like E, where you got a glimpse into celebrities in their in their private life, so, so to speak, or behind the scenes, or, or better said, not in their roles as performers. Right. And uh, you had all the network stars competing against one another in crazy events and so forth. So this was sort of a morph of that, but but amped up. And um, uh, what, what I was saying you know, earlier was that the first 13 weeks of American Gladiators were a failure in, in syndication. The ratings just were not there. And usually traditionally, especially in syndication, uh, because of the way the shows are sold, the, the stations, you put together a consortium of stations. If the ratings aren't there, they want you out and they want a new widget to replace it because they make their money based on, on ads. Right. 
Um, so Sam Goldwyn, uh, who owned the Samuel Goldwyn uh, TV production company, they also did, did movies. They did a lot of movies. He believed in this initial concept of real people giving an opportunity to compete in a fantastical uh, arena, but with legitimate competition as the basis of it. And he didn't want to give up. So he put out a call to, I think it was five different producers, brought them into his office, and he gave me uh, an old-fashioned video cassette. And he didn't tell me, because I'd never seen American Gladiator. So he, he didn't tell me he liked the show, didn't like the events, etc. He said, look, I'm going to give you a copy of the show. You go away, watch it. We want to bring it back for another 13 weeks. We're not quite sure what we're doing. Love to hear your ideas. So I well, went out, watched, I watched the show, and I came back, and I said, Sam, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say, but I think the concept is great, but the show is terrible. It's awful. <laughs> and, 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 and he was just standing there. He sat there and looked at me, and his expression did not change at all. So he did not reveal whether I, he was in agreement with me or not. And he said, so what would you do? And I said, well, I think I would need to start from scratch. I would change the arena and in an explanation, the look of the show at the time, what I said to him was, it looks like it was shot during trench warfare during the First World War. It was dark. Uh, there were none of the, uh, you know, the concert lighting that I later brought into it uh, in order to see beams even at concerts, you know, you have to pump atmosphere in, into the air in order to see, you know, the beamage and so forth. I said, that's what I'm going to do, uh, among, among other things. Uh, but uh, he said, go, go on, tell me, tell, me, tell me more, you know, about it. And, and I said, you need to make it feel more like an event that people are coming to and watching and, and participating. And, and he said, that, that's a really good, good beginning. He said, tell me more. And I said, look, in order to really explain this, I would like to take a week. I want to uh, uh, talk to a production designer that I've worked with. And I want to come back to you with an actual vision, a physical rep representation of what this arena, what this environment should Total look like, change. and some examples of, of some further games and, and what I would do. So... I, I went away and I uh, got together with a genius, genius art director named Bill Bonert, who is a just fabulous, fabulous man who later in life actually trained himself on a computer to create 3D sets and 3D models. And we did another show together called Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House for CBS in the morning. That was the first show to ever combine virtual sets and real sets wow. in, in a TV show. Jeez. Very, very cutting edge. Uh, amazing, amazing guy. That's and so um, I came back in a week and I had a full model. It was four and a half feet long, two feet wide. And it was the image of the arena that everybody is, is familiar with. And I said to Sam, I'll give you an example of an event that I want to change. We'll need to bring in new events, but here's an event that you now do that I think has missed its mark. 
And that was the joust. Right. So in the old days, they, they had everybody on a mat on the floor. The joust sticks were maybe three and a half feet, four feet long. And they were just standing on the mat, uh, you know, uh, batting at one another. There was no real physical jeopardy. And I said, here's what I want to do. I want to take though I'm going to create pedestals. I want to put them on the floor and I want to raise them up about eight and a half to 10 feet. And the diameter of that pedestal is probably going to be no more than three feet, three feet wide. I that said, now cool. you have an event that has jeopardy is exciting. And people are going to say, I've never seen that before. Or mm-hmm. do you believe what you saw last night on American gladiators? And I said, secondly, I want to bring, the drill sergeants from Camp Pendleton near San Diego up to train the gladiators and train the contestants on how to do this. So it becomes a real, real event. And um, I, I explained a few other other events right. that you know that, that I wanted to bring into it. Uh, oh, you know. I got I got to let because Barrett, I know, is, is chomping at the bit. Harry as well. So we, we, we have a couple of more minutes. We have some time here, but I know these guys want to jump in as well. And and get some thoughts and and questions for you as well, Aton. Aton Keller is joining us here on the middle. Well, you know, the excitement of it was, you know, to me, it was the 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 competitive nature of it. I mean, that's the first time I saw a dude hit a girl hard. You know, and it 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 it, it blew me away that a dude actually a dude a big dude with muscles hit a girl with a stick. That's number one. Then number two, as far as you know, the Iron Chef. Being that competitive nature, knowing the time restraints you had, you know, because I owned a restaurant before, so I know the time restraints you had, and you're trying to put up quality product. All those things as far as the competitive nature. That's what I love about both of those shows. Well, you're, not to hit the girl part. Not to hurt the girl part. <laughs> yes, you're, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Look, I, I think there, there were a lot of things that, that we did on, on Gladiators in order to make it a level playing field. It – it's not difficult to put a show together and bring in people like the gladiators were with their physical profile and bring real people in and just have them be decimated. So one of the other things that, that we did was in the casting, I purposefully went out to find accountants and lawyers and teachers and athletes that hadn't fulfilled their, their dream for whatever reason, either right. high school, college, college to professional sports, um, housewives, um, uh, stay-at-home moms, and we used to call them housewives then, stay-at-home moms, to make it accessible to people. So you could sit at home and not say to yourself, ah, it's interesting, but those are gym rats. I don't have time to spend all day working out at the gym to then maybe be selected for a show like this. Yes, they were physically fit, but they look like you and me, or maybe more more like me than, than uh, you know you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they and and they had a chance. So what we did was we brought them to LA. We went around the country, and we we brought them to LA. The ones that, that we selected, and we put them through a, an, an additional week of training. So we set up all of the events and ran them through them and showed them how to do it, so they would be comfortable doing it, rather than the first time they're they're running the gauntlet or on cannonball swinging through the air trying to knock a gladiator off the pedestal they will have done it before to make it more of a more of a fair fair wow. uh, you know, fight wow. i have i have an interesting wow. note to tell you about the um 
uh, cannonball. But if you have another question, I can do that and then weave the answer into into that. Yeah, I just want to get to one here because I know you had some interaction and some dealings with uh, a sports broadcasting icon that I grew up uh, looking up to and Howard Cosell. You have to have a story when it comes to <laughs> Howard Cosell. Uh, well, I was, uh, again, it, it, it's sort of a um, uh, something that I've been extremely lucky with is being in the right place at the right time in a lot of instances. And the first... The first job that I had out of out of college was um, on a uh, late night series that was on ABC called Why World of Entertainment. And they had a wheel, meaning that every every week they had a different kind of show in that in that time slot. And they had one series called On Location. And one of the shows that I got called for by actually a terrific producer director who gave me my initial first job as a runner out of college. I had a master's in broadcast journalism and a degree as, as an undergraduate. And of course the first job that you get is you go back to square one. And I was, I, I was a runner and, and he later got an opportunity to produce and direct these specials. So he called me and said, Hey, you want to leave a permanent job and go on the freelance market? Uh, this is what we're doing. We're going to spend a week, at the training camp of the Miami Dolphins, their first training camp after the after they won the Super Bowl. My friend said to me, of all the people in the country, they selected you, you know nothing about the players, you don't follow football uh, and so forth. I grew up in Israel, so soccer was my thing. And in those days you couldn't find soccer you know, anywhere. I, I was a swimmer, so I was connected that way in terms of, of competition, but I didn't know anybody. And Howard Cosell, I knew. So we, we go to the, uh, training camp, and that was just fantastic. Kick, Zonka, Gary Yapremian, Marv Fleming, uh, Coach Shula, his son, was, I think, no more than 12 or 13 years old at the time, and he was the ball boy. Um, and it, it really opened my eyes to a, a world that I was not familiar with on, on that level. And Howard, as you know, was – or uh, considered himself the expert on many on things. Everything. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. Hey, on everything. Real quick, we're going to have to break on the radio. We're not going to break on the stream. We're going to continue to go because I, I want you to have some time to tell this story two times over with Cosell. We'll do that. We'll wrap the hour as well. Aton Keller's with us. It's the middle Philly voice.com slash the middle in sports map radio. All right. I'm sorry. So when, when, when I met, when I met Howard um, down there, at the camp, he said, uh, he said to me, he, he called me Antone for some reason. He knew it was Aton, but that was his, he had nicknames for people. Mm -hmm. So, so he called me Antone. He says, Antone, he said, I have one request uh, of you every single day. I need either a corned beef or a pastrami sandwich from the Rascal House. And the Rascal House was an amazing deli. I don't know if it's still in Florida or not. But people used to line up early in the morning before they opened you know, to go there. They had the most incredible fresh baked bread, and uh, it, it was fabulous. So I said, the Rascal House, that's my order, pastrami, uh, corned beef, mustard on the side, so, and their coleslaw. So every day, that's what I had, I had for them. Uh, we thought that it would be great because of all the things, as you, know, as you said, he, he thought that he knew everything about everything, but right. boxing trivia – was his sweet spot. Yeah. We found 
a young man who I believe was, was 10, 11 years old, who was a boxing trivia expert. And we, we had a segment where we said, you know what? We're going to put this young man up against Howard and see, and see who, who will win. Howard thought that it was, you know, it was great. At the end of the day, the kid won. <laughs> what? And Howard, Howard was, was gracious when the cameras were rolling, uh-huh. but was very upset afterward that we set him up, <laughs> right. and embarrassed him, you know, and so forth, you know, so forth and so on. But I'm sure that's still a lifelong memory for that young man because I don't remember what the question was that he got right that Howard, Howard didn't. I probably should. But it was it, it was a terrific moment, and uh, uh, he was it, it was a terrific experience, you know, with him. Just his his depth of not only his his depth of knowledge about sports, but his compassionate understanding of the struggle that these athletes went through in training and overcoming difficulties, personal issues to remain in the game, no no pun intended, to navigate through grade school and high school and college and all the challenges once they reach the NFL uh, to, uh, to, to succeed and, and excel and live up to, to a code that they, that they had. I'm not mm. sure that it is the same today or not, right, but right. There, there was that, that, that sense that, that you had that he had such a, a deep respect for and uh, that, that that was evident to me when yeah. just during that week that that I spent with him had the privilege cool. of yeah I'm curious and, and last one for you Aton we, we appreciate the time hanging with us it's just something small here on the way out you're listening to the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios here's Aton Shander Barrett Brooks and Harry May. Uh, we're joined by Aton Keller. And I, I just have one quick thing for you on the way out. We only have about two minutes time anyway before we need to break. So you'll have a we won't keep you more than a minute's worth for your answer or so. But I need the eye of a successful TV producer and you here and your opinion on this, because I think he stinks. I think Aaron Rodgers is a terrible Jeopardy host and that they should have just ended the show when Alex passed away in proper tribute. But what the hell do I know? I'm just an idiot who talks sports for a living. You're 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 throwing that unexpected question to me. Yes. <laughs> we didn't we talk about no answer. Yeah. Well, Welcome to the, the show. It's a very <laughs> leading question. I get it. But just in air, like the Aaron, Rod- I don't know if you've seen Aaron host Jeopardy at all, but from the sports world, he's just too awkward and doesn't really have enough give and with the take for me as far as a host is concerned, a game show host. That's all. Well, I, I have I have not watched the show since he has been hosting, but I, I I will say that the the task of trying to replicate such an icon is extremely difficult so there are two choices do you try and replicate it or do you try and create something that that is new that you hope the fans of the show will will accept and and not and not reject mm-hmm. and i think when it comes to to a show like that yes you know the host he he was 
he was the lifeblood of of that show. He became the the iconic reflection of what that show was. People enjoyed being with him. But at the end of the day, that show had such a strong following. The essence of the show, the core of that show, uh, has not has not changed. And I think the fans, out of respect for their their hero, will. I believe give the new host a chance to become part of part of that family. You know, and I think, uh, I think that it look it it's a challenge, but uh, always we'll, is. Yeah. What Here's yeah. what I'd say. You know, maybe if Final Jeopardy became like the Joust in American Gladiators, it'd be a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, back, second hour coming up next. It's the middle. PhillyVoice.com/slash the middle sports map radio. Thank you, Aton. Appreciate it. So much. Thank this is great. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Right. Good talking to my, you. My, yeah, my my pleasure. Uh, it, it was a, it's a fun. It was a real privilege doing doing that show. You know, uh, Gladiators and being associated with it. Uh, and I, I learned a lot going forward. As you know, as I said, uh, you know, by by doing that show and you know meeting all those people and and actually had an opportunity to. Uh, reunite with with Zonka years later after you know, we met at the you know the training camp. So mm -hmm. that that was nice, and so that was off the undefeated season, I guess. Right, that when you went down to the training camp, yeah, yeah, it was. They, they had just won the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they just won the Super Bowl. So and I'll I, ask you off the air, but I know Barrett at least, and a couple of people on the stream want to know where they can get that Gatling gun that shoots those tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> is that for sale on eBay? <laughs> I, I don't, you know, there are probably plenty of people trying to, you know, ripping it off, trying to claim that, that it's the, <laughs> that it's the original, but that's a good, a, a good example of, of an event that could either be over the top and jumping the shark. And mm -hmm. when people say, oh, that's, that's crazy. It's an insult to athleticism. And in fact, it, it was, it was improved. They had that on the original, but the the way the set was was designed and structured, it became a more difficult event and and more interesting event, you know, to Got watch. Hmm. Got it. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, Aton. It's great to you. you. A pleasure. A pleasure. Right. <laughs> Got it. That's Aton Keller. All right, we got to take a quick one here. We'll be back in three. Stick with us. It's themiddlephillyvoice.com slash the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, 
incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. I'd be interested to know what uh, Mr. Keller's thoughts would be on making this show better. <laughs> he's, he's, he's I not- love the concept, but the show's <laughs> terrible. Like, I could just imagine him saying that. It stinks. Barrett Brooks, you, you laugh too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I'm afraid to send him a copy of the show with the red marker out. Right, right, right. Send it as family and say, hey, I happen to do something. Can you take a look at it? And then the godfather comes out and says, uh-huh. well, it's great. It's great. You know, the higher the voice comes, right? Right, right. It's a great show. I like it. But if I ask him to strike the red pen like producer eye out here, right. I think we'd all be afraid of the rest oh, man. Of exactly. Give me a part. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brooksy, less laughter, more stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one-on-one on the Zoom, right? Like, oh. right, right, right. That would be like when you know you go into the test and, and it's either the pop that you had no idea was coming or the exam that you just didn't study for. And it's like, here you go. Just take it. Just give me the D minus. Maybe I can get a D minus. He has a whole like Shep Gordon vibe to me. You know right. who Shep Gordon is? Yeah. No. Gordon Ramsay? No, no, no. no Shep no. Gordon, not Chef Gordon. <laughs> Shep Gordon was super mensch. It was a Hollywood insider slash producer. He's done record. The book and the movie. The book. I read the book. Yeah. Super mensch. Highly recommended. Super mensch by Nietzsche. No, no, no. Super mensch. Okay. Radio no. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that ask fix if he your life. Rocket he probably does. I'm from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, coming on the heels of how we ended that interview with Aton Keller, we do have our check-in with Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. And I'm willing to meet people not halfway, but a quarter of the way off of my stance and say that there was at least a moment, a small moment, a sliver 
of entertainment that came from Aaron Rodgers. But it's so short-lived. Trust me, it's so short-lived that uh, I don't think it's sustainable by any means. And we have Jeff Parles is going to join us coming up at 1240 Eastern time. Other than that, we don't have anything really scheduled. It's just how the show kind of evolves. Well, we don't need anything. Thankfully, we don't have to talk about the Flyers game last night because we've moved into the second part of the show. So now it's just moving forward. (laughs) We have a basketball game that I thought we were going to talk about at length today. But it basically is like the Sixers going up against the backups for the Brooklyn Nets. What did you hear what Ben said, though? Well, yeah. What about Rudy Gobert when he was? No, no. When he he talked about the Nets um, themselves. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's saying, you know, that is this, uh, they asked him if this is becoming like a, a rivalry uh, in the division. He's like, well, n- not really. No. He's like, you know, it, this is between, you know, us trying to get to the, you know, the former champions of, you know, the Lakers. He said, I mean, if you look at it, if they, if they stick around, you know, and saying like, you know, can they stay together? They probably won't stay together. But if they do stick around, yeah, it'll be okay. But at this point, you know, um, yeah, they can score points. But you got to play defense too. I'm like, oh, who's okay. not sticking together? The Sixers or the Nets? The I Nets. He's talking about the Nets. The big three. Oh. Yeah. Why? Why will they stick they together? But that, that's a lot of money in contracts. Hey. Plus Kyrie, man. Kyrie. All right. He takes a week off. Comes back for a week. Takes a week yeah, off. You never know with him. him. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not gonna go and and like I don't know we'll where in the playoffs is getting this from. Right. I mean, yeah. Th- this team is basically responded to everything that the three wanted. They got Kevin Durant for Kyrie. They got James Harden for those two guys. Yeah. I, I don't know what other team could supply that destination. I'm not responding to your point, Barrett, so much as it's Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons trying to add some gamesmanship to I a game so, that doesn't too. have much buzz tonight. I agree with you. Sixers, I'm rolling Sixers minus seven. It's the middle. We're back in three. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation. And we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready in just 8 or 16 weeks. Train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. 
the, the middle. You can't have pigs in a blanket followed up by filet mignon, followed up by peach cobbler. It's too much. It's too out of control. There Are you kidding be, me? There needs to be a sense of chocolate. I, I, I don't know who this person is. Filet mignon with crown royale. <laughs> Vanilla ice cream and apple pie? You might as yes. well just kick somebody in the groin. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on play. All right, ready? Yeah. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers. Huh. <laughs> Dennis, go Try again, I guess. for 600. They swept over the NBA, winning the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? Who are the Boston Celtics? Oh, you know that one, huh? Okay. Title lays for. Okay. Yeah, that the was 1960s, it. 60s, these Midwesterners that was it. earned that was it. That was it. Yeah. Now I'll explain. We'll listen again when we come back. That was it. That was it. So hard on them. Yes. And I'll explain. This is the middle. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. What I don't get, Barrett Brooks, is why can't I expect the same from television shows that I do from sports, right? I go out there and expect Carson Wentz to give me a top-level performance and not throw the football to guys on the other team six separate times in a game. And when that happens, I get upset because I expect excellence from people who are there to provide excellence. Aaron Rodgers is here to provide some his own level of excellence, and he stinks. So what's like I've been more critical of Aaron Rodgers guest hosting Jeopardy than I have of an Eagles player over the last five years. See, probably outside of Chip Kelly. I think where this is coming from, Barrett. And I know you want to respond too. Is Aton, <laughs> you know, he's got this agent, and the agent is bucking hard to get him on a television show. Ergo, he brings his his uh, godfather on of the namesake who produces television in Hollywood. He's trying to get on QVC, which might happen here in the near near future. But he tried to get this Jeopardy gig, and nobody returned his call. So now he is really pissed off when he sees Aaron Rodgers bump. Stumbling and stumbling through these questions. That's I, I, it. I feel I, I feel it, man. I mean, you know, just like myself. I had to do it the hard way. I had to, you know, I had to go out and serve coffee and 
And you know what I'm saying? You were a just, runner like Aton. You had to get the pastrami sandwich. Right. I was that guy. You know, I had to go Ray out. Ringo had you pulling yeah. pastrami sandwiches up and Hey, Portugal. where's my mustard on the side? Right, right. man. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, Chick-fil-A, you know. You know, Sterling always wanted Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. Had to go get his Chick-fil-A. And, you know, guys like, you know, Hollis Thomas can just go in there and get a job on the radio. Me, I had to work it. I had to do it the hard way. I had to use elbow grease. Mm-hmm. I had to walk. I mean, I had to really run and, and do stuff. But yet some guys just get it just gets handed to him. Here, he he just gets it handed to him. All right, right, here. Here's a talk show. Go ahead and go out there. But your expectations, you thought he was going to be just as great there. Because usually when you do stuff as an athlete, the expectation is you to be great at it because you 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 know you put yourself in a position where that's all you know. So everything you exude from yourself is right. greatness. Yeah, it just didn't happen with him. It You're making happen. my point, right? That's what I'm saying. You know that, right? Happen. Like yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is being handed this opportunity. Yes, exactly. Now, to be fair, I was just as critical of the other two non-sports people guest hosting this. But let me explain my point one more time. We'll look and watch and listen to the clip. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> all right, first off, that's all you got. Green Bay Packers. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'd have been like, are you kidding me? You would have given me Green Bay Packers. These Midwesterners earned five NFL championships. Can I get the Green Bay Packers, anyone? Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Can we do that? That is amazing. All right, now, now look at the follow-up, yes, right? Go try again, try I guess. for 600. They swept over the NBA. Winning Barry. the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? We're the Boston Celtics. Oh, you know that one, huh? <laughs> title. All right. There was the one, and I told you I'd meet you a quarter of the way. There was the one glimpse of humor that you got from Aaron Rodgers, but look at the setup that it yeah. took. Like that was almost scripted. I know. That it took somebody like that not knowing. So outside of what he's known for, which is being a Green Bay Packers all-time NFL quarterback, you can't really run those jokes over and over again. It's kind of like, all right, you kind of ran its course after that one. It was more the circumstance, Barrett, that provided the humor outside of Aaron Rodgers providing the humor. Right. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. Look at yeah. this. I got a problem with this I mean, last comment. Look at my homework. Oh, you know that one, comment. huh? <laughs> Hold on. Look at the last comment. I am offend- offended. I right. am now he's talking about the stream. He's cares? looking at the stream. I am pissed off. How the hell does Hollis have more character and, and more funnier than I am? Who is Are that? you kidding me? We don't Hollis even know who Thomas. that is. We don't even know who that is. You you might be arguing with Hollis. That right. might be Hollis's burner, right? All Jackson I know about Avian. Hollis. Here's what I'll tell you about Hollis, right? About HT, man, about Tank, <laughs> is that if you go on Twitter and you find somebody that's responding to you or tweeting at you, and you click on their profile, it will always tell you followed by somebody that you also follow by. Every single person that's like some random account always has followed by – I think he just randomly followed everybody on there on Twitter. That's the only thing I can speak for. So who who knows? Who knows who that is? See, you get distracted. on the. You're worse than Bruno and Missinelli on the text chain, man. Aton, I've worked with both of those guys. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Barry, like, honestly, if (laughs) – 
Jesus. If we never even brought something up, right? Like, seriously, that should be overtime. Overtime should just be Barrett sitting there having the conversation with the stream, but going yeah. back from the beginning, like going back all the way from right. the start. I've been known all the way that. back. Yes. You can go ahead and do that, that today because I got a tea time pretty shortly after the show. <laughs> I might have to duck out. There you go. I knew that was going to be the case. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, and then, then the stream was like, you know, uh, you like Aqib Tlaib over, over, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Very, very. I mean, it's, it's like Aaron very monotone in the way he speaks. There's no fluctuation in his voice, but you know who he is. So we're going to like him anyways. No, I don't like him. It's horrible. That monotone voice is terrible. Give me some type of fluctuation in what you're saying. See, Give me a little uh, heart. A little, by little, going to the screen, feeling. you're validating what they're saying in the first place by acknowledging that as who, who nobody brought up Aqib Tlaib on the show. No. Who cares what the stream is saying? <laughs> Jeez. I'm telling you, man. Who gives a rat's ass what they're saying? That's a fact. I'm telling you. There was nobody. I don't know who was worse of a culprit. Probably Tony. Yeah, but, he was. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, these guys, Barrett, they, you know what? Somebody needs to show you video of Harry trying to bring a show back that he's not even the lead host on yeah. while Bruno is sitting there knee deep. He's got his laptop. What are you doing, man? What are you oh, doing? Oh, yeah. He's looking at the text board and arguing <laughs> with the text board all by himself in his own conversation in his head. And then he's also trying to navigate that conversation to hit a drop on the yeah. drop screen yeah. for a sound effect. Meanwhile, right. I'm looking at the producer and the program director like, we got to do a radio show here. What is going on? See, and we always thought that it might be a Tony or a Mike thing. No, I think it's a human thing. I think the human element of it is if there is a distractible piece of technology next to you, mm. you're going to go ahead and do it. And I, I can't blame you, honestly, Barrett. We make fun of you, but I honestly, I can't blame you for it because it's such an easy thing, right, to just glance over there and say, oh, wait, what's Penguin AZ? Yeah. So Joey B with more eyes. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Bruder's got some crazy stat for us. So, yeah, yeah. look, I, they're not they're not idiots. They're not morons. But Bloomfield's looking for a golf pick in this weekend's gonna... tournament. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It never ends. Unbelievable. Hey, I'm, I'm actually going to go out today and hit my, uh, my one iron and my two iron today. Wait, a one iron? <laughs> Only God hits a one iron and Jack Nicholas. Just stay away from the one iron. Go get a wedge. A one iron. Go get a pitching wedge. I figure, you know, I got to go against conventional wisdom Mm -hmm. and try something that nobody else can do. And maybe I'll be good at it. No, you won't. (laughs) No, no, trust me. Hitting a one iron is not going to shave 10 strokes off your game. It's like hitting a a butter knife. You might as well put a butter knife on the end of a stick. You'd have better luck hitting that. But I can't hit my driver. My driver is horrible. Yeah, it's hard. You lose a it's lot of distance horrible. because the ball goes right or left. I, right. I went through that yesterday. Trust me. There's nothing more deflating than crushing a ball where you're not even swinging hard. And it goes, it hooks so far right or left that it doesn't go more than 120 yards when it's all said and done. Trust me. That Put the driver away. I'm telling you yeah. as somebody who can't even break 100, but put the driver away and hit the three wood. Get a three wood and a pitching wedge. Yep. Yeah, three wood and a pitching wedge. Now, do we have any updates 
on Josh Fields' second pro day, which is going on, I believe, right now or, no. or possibly this morning. But I know the Patriots down. had major interest. They sent like a whole slew of scouts uh, to, to watch him and his second one today. Now, is that is it normal, Barrett, for a player to have two pro days? No, it's not, actually. That's it's what not. I thought. Yeah. That's well, what I know, thought. I had one pro day, but you know, it just so happens that the Eagles – flew back two weeks before the draft and came and worked me out again. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew. You kind of knew they know. were interested. Right. Yeah. You need yeah. to host a second pro day for that to happen. Yes. Well, how much of this is COVID, though? Right? I mean, we, we clearly. Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I think it's because it. of the narrative that came out of uh, about him a couple of weeks ago. That, that, does he love football? Right, yeah. and all these other things. I mean, does Atlanta seriously considering him, the Niners, and the Patriots, apparently. Who started that narrative? Somebody on Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio? No, I think it was Orlovsky at ESPN. Who was it? Orlovsky at ESPN got blamed for some of it. I know that. Justin right. Fields love football. Six right. I mean, yeah. Throw yourself out of a one story. Like, well, it's, you know, they say he was the, you know, just like they said about Ben also. Big Ben, he was the, you know, last, last in, one first in, out. First out, you know, yeah. but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So yeah, what's the difference, you know? Would you rather have Big Ben or Eli Manning? Six one zero. Seriously, I'm telling you, man. These these conversations they get pitted together. No, I we'll look for any reaction from that. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find something. I can't see anything yet. Now we need an update before we break. We need an update from Joey B on odds for Jeff Parles and the hat that he's going to wear today at twelve forty. Trey mm. Lance also. Thank you, Ash, having another pro day. I saw Lance shooting up the odds board. On being the third player drafted, third overall player, yes. or third quarterback, third overall. Oh wow! So San Francisco, correct, correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, hmm. also, and I see this here. I'm going to have to give out a couple of picks tonight because we've been red hot on the show in NBA action. Really good last night overall. If you played my picks and Jason's picks, then you made some money. You actually made a lot of money. So, depending on your unit size, the Sixers are still laying seven right now at home against the latest is what no Durant and well, no they, Harden. It hasn't been officially announced. No Harden. I think that, I think no that's, Harden is a, that's lot. a given. I don't uh, think Irving he has a hamstring, right? He has a hamstring. It's Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who also may not play. It hasn't been determined officially, but right. that's what people are thinking. And, and if you look at that line, that could lean you to think like, wow, Sixers by seven over that team. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe one of these guys or both are not going to play. Well, you see Kyrie and uh, Kyrie, I mean, it, they don't know why, if he's in, if he's out. I mean, that's kind of crazy to, mm-hmm. uh, to be making that much money. And you just dictate when you're going to be there, when you're not going to be there. I know. I mean, I right mean. Now, though? What is that? Is that is that the case right now? Is He doesn't have anything physically wrong with him, No, right? nothing's no. wrong with him. Right. Well, nothing physically wrong with right, him. Right, right. No, that's what I don't mean. know about mentally. He didn't play le- yesterday. No, no he was play. out in that Minnesota game, but right. I think that was planned, to be honest with you. I, I think they looked at that game and they tried to make sure that everybody could get the hell out. I mean, it was pers- it was due to personal reasons, but the expectation was that he would be back on Monday. But now that's why I asked specifically if there might be something physically wrong, not mentally wrong with him. Injury maintenance has been used. Remember, they've used that instead of personal reasons like they did in Minnesota, so that's what I was curious about. All of that. So right. KD, do you think KD's a um, KD's a, a, a maintenance day? I think this might be 
just how it plays out on the calendar. Like, I don't think they look at this game equally like the Sixers do. I'll explain what I mean coming up. It's the middle. We also have this amazing feat in bowling that I didn't even realize was such an amazing feat. I thought it happens all the time, but it really doesn't. And Jeff Parles and some other stuff before we get out of here. It's the middle alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Eitan Shander, Ron Culver producing back in Houston, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Doesn't make sense. We just broke then. What is this? This bowler, but apparently it's something that has hasn't been done in like twenty years. Thirty years. Wow. This doesn't make sense. Seven ten split. You would think that something like that would be picked up, right? Yeah. Doesn't I mean ninety one is the last time that's that's happened. Um Did we break 26? How funny is that? Uh, so you only watched those two, right? Yeah, there were two back to back. It kept going, but I was out. Got it. I'm not a fan of the Patton Oswald character. No. He's he's tough. He's tough. Yeah. Um, and, and he never really developed, and it was kind of like monotonous with him. But that the vocal discord is amazing. I mean, the, the fight that they have. And, hey, Tony threw in five garlic knots. I ate four in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> garlic knots. <laughs> You're listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I feel like we might have some 
I feel, you know, honestly, I feel like we might have broken some ground here. Harry sat through not only, do you know how difficult it is, Barrett, for Harry to sit through anything on television before he loses his, not attention span like a child, but just before he gets frustrated or something on the show or technically TV jumps out and pisses him off to where it's like, all right, I'm out. Right. I've had you enough. Have, we caught not only one, but two episodes of King of Queens on yeah. Harry's vision. And I feel like we shouldn't gloss over that by any means, Barrett. I'm not having this. What am what is this? It's a groundbreaking night actually, <laughs> right. for, for the show. And I, I and and not only that, is I was felt like almost like, man, I'm doing this for the show and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> You know, I'm I, working overtime can, right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm working right now, and I can see why Aton loves this show. Now I gotta watch it, man. So I gotta start it. I gotta start it. Um, start at eight. Yep. Well, just start, start at eight. No, no, no. Start all the way in the beginning. Like I would love for you guys to start all the way in the beginning because the first couple of seasons they're really funny and they push the envelope, and it's it's not like super smart that you have to pay attention to everything playing out. But there is some good writing in it. Mm. And Nick Bakai is yeah. one of the executive producers, and, and he's a funny guy in, in our world as well, sports and fantasy. Yeah, he used to do stuff on ESPN. Absolutely. Right, right exactly. Yeah. So people may remember that. But, yes, I, I'm just saying, we've, we've got somebody here who has watched a show that you two have both, including Martinez and others, Ron ridiculed me for my love of the show but you start to see like it's pretty funny and you're overboard though man well yeah because if you started to watch it season in and season out i think you would grow yeah this level of uh, affinity towards it as i think the whole thing was is that the phillies were stinking out loud and they were playing the mets in queens and i'm like you know what i'm gonna if i'm gonna watch something in queens i'm gonna watch the king of queens Yes. Hold on, hold I think that hold was hold the whole thing. No, no, no. Harry. Yeah. Why did that make too much sense to me, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> it does. Because I wasn't watching anything with the Flyers. The Flyers in the no. first five minutes of that game told me that they weren't interested. So why the hell should I have been? Telling you, you, man. All, you took it full circle, man. You yeah. took it full circle from the, from the Phillies staking it up mm-hmm. to playing the Mets. That's what I in do. Queens, and then King of Queens. <laughs> It's hey, a gift, Barrett. It's Flyers gift. went over first period with 8.47 to go in the first. You knew yep. that that was going to be a goal-scoring bonanza for the Flyers and Caps. I don't blame you there. And yeah. Look, this is what happens. This is how – how many times have both of you or all of the people on the stream or Ron or anyone else out there stumbled upon something simply because your regular routine was disrupted because what you wanted to go see or what you were super looking forward to see in this case Mm -hmm. it was the Phillies disappointed dud yeah yeah Yeah. see the difference is that Barrett would go to like Alabama Auburn on Saturday afternoon find it be an absolute stinker or some random game like Maction on Thursday night. And instead of going to a television show or a movie, he would go to tape mm-hmm. on a game coming up. He'd watch the Alabama Auburn tape leading up to that Saturday instead of right. clicking around and finding something else. Or he'd watch that show that he keeps trying to get us to watch. Come on, man. You should watch it. But, you know, I, I've been caught up in and I, I, it's just because of the draft. 
that if nothing's on TV, like I was watching it, you know, watching the, the Phillies play, I stopped watching the Phillies and I started looking at my computer. I started breaking down more and more film. I found myself going down that rabbit hole. That's why See? I knew about more from Purdue and, you know, all, all these guys. Well, Rondell Moore? At, yes. Oh, yeah. He's a nice receiver. Breakdown. Yeah, there's only five. Breakdown of Rondell Moore tomorrow. Can you do that? I can always do that, man. Second you round. can't use YouTube, though. You think he's a second rounder? You mean you yes, I do. Yeah, yes, I do. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why you can't know, you use YouTube? I I can use YouTube film. I, I heard I can't use it. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's talk to Xander about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah. run that by. All right. What about you? Run with two ends. Do you know? Can we use no. YouTube? He's he's the audio no, element no, no, of no. this. Ron won't even put his face on the stream. You right. think he's detailed in what's happening with Utah? No. Can, can you imagine the ratings? It's on the stream. You guys can't broadcast on YouTube. Isn't that how it works? That is true. Now, the Kansas State had his 999 to 1. Yeah, that's a ridiculous. Like, that's. Well, he was the part of the Big 12 then, you know. So yeah, but he 12. went to Mizzou. Like, yeah. You know, the Mizzou. Was big eight. It was Big 8 back, back then. Mizzou eight had his 66 to 1. I mean, that's that, not that might be terrible. Good. Now, yeah, look at this. I, I don't know. I, when's the last time we used to do this, right? College, you'd bounce around, maybe bowl or whatever. When's the last time either one of you have been bowling? It's been a long time for me. I bowled at some ridiculous birthday party in high school for some <laughs> other kid, and I couldn't wait. To, I couldn't wait to leave as soon as I got there. Hold on. I you bowled know. when I was playing for the, um, for the Green Bay Packers. And the only reason I bowled, it was a team event. And they gave us free bowling balls. I mean, custom-made bowling balls. High That's school why I and the Green Bay Packers, we're talking about, what, 15 years ago for Barrett and God knows how long ago for Harry? I'm talking like 1980, probably, 79, 80. the last time you went and picked up a bowling yeah, ball? Yeah, I have no interest in bowling. Never liked That's it. Fine. I mean, look, a lot of people who bowl don't have it. It's, it's usually like an easy first date or something like that. Yeah. So if people know about the sport, you know how difficult it is for you or me or Barrett or anybody to pick up a 710, right? A 710 split. Yeah, like Jeff yeah. Charles. And now you get a little glimpse of the hat there. There's the hat. Those are out there. All the suspense is over. Exactly. And, and Jeff's gonna is joining us and will continue to join us now throughout the rest of the show here from Book It Sports at Jeff Parles. When's the last time you've picked up a bowling ball and went bowling? First off, good, good good afternoon there. Good morning here. Good morning. I log into the screen, and Baird legitimately is talking about custom-made bowling balls from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So it's, so it's a perfect time to hop in. Last time I bowled was uh, early 2019, so a little over two years ago. Okay. Wow. Have you ever picked up a 710 split before no. in your life? No. Oh, come on. Uh, the only the only thing that uh my you bowling make it sound like a hole in one a seven is it really that difficult to pick up a seven ten split if you're really good at bowling it, it is well I mean obviously you guys are talking about the kid the uh the, well well the, yeah the kid we who just finally that. did that I'm, I'm setting it all up we're gonna yeah. do that coming up in about ten seconds all right hold that thought yeah. all right see Parles right there that's the radio guy in him right mm -hmm. there understanding that we're just about to hit the tease here coming up next it's the middle. Parles with us, phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. All right, let's look at this video here. All right, as Jeff mentioned, and let me just quickly set this up to where the story is Anthony Newer. You thought that Carson Wentz, I thought we had the ginger assassin the ginger. in Carson Wentz. Wasn't that his nickname that Barrett Brooks gave him three years ago? The ginger assassin? Apparently, wow. 
That's ripped off from pro bowler Anthony Newark. At the age of 18, he made history. He picked up a 7-10 split in the seventh frame of his U.S. Open semifinal match. This is the first time it's happened in a televised match since 1991. 91. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Any processes? The hammer. Champion on this tour. <laughs> Look at that shirt, brother. Yeah. Now this guy looks like a bowler. <laughs> I love this. Shot. Come on, man. Oh, he went Brooks <laughs> on him. He reminds me of Bo Allen. Sounded like Joe Biden there. Come on, man. The 710, the 710 only been made on television three <laughs> times in the history of professional bowling. What? On TV. It's very unique. Oh, oh wow. man. Bo Allen did it. The hammer. Wow. The ginger assassin. Whoa. You were all in. You knew you had to put on a show when you heard that. You were all in after that, weren't you, Anton? You were, you were all in. <laughs> that looked all like in. The no, one... I didn't even watch this live. I just saw this thing pop up on the prep sheet. I didn't know what the hell happened here. That looked like the one, the first pin that the actual bowling ball struck ricocheted off yeah. the back off the and back, knocked yes. the other pin down. Well, I don't know enough about the sport. Maybe Parles does, but is that technically? And Ron is texting me too. So I assume that there is some element of that that you try to, to pick up the split by knowing that it's really difficult. Like the pin has to knock the other pin. You're not yeah. going to spin the ball one way no. and then it just magically it's the other pin. The, the the bowling is not in my area of expertise, guys. Usually, you, bowl you don't have any U.S. Open picks. What for for bowling? Yeah, well, no, you, no. You want to no, talk no. hockey? Come on. Uh, they, well, I mean, the fly, the Flyers got beat by nine thousand last night again, over, which over, was a, over. <laughs> right. Which was a good, uh, which was a good fade last night for me. Even though uh, uh, the Maple Leafs blew up what would have been a nice money line uh, parlay for me, but but look, uh, I don't know my bowling. I will say this: I got to bring this up before uh, we're back on on the radio side. Well, you've got fifteen seconds. Okay. Uh, Monday shot ninety eight on golf uh, uh, in a round of golf. First time that's happened in over ten years for me wow. when I was a kid. And also, again, our guy Joey B, who tweeted the line after the fact. If that was the line, he continued his stretch as America's worst odds maker. Great for you. It's been eight months since I cracked a hundred. I missed it. We got to hit the stream too. I got one. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Jeff Parles at Jeff Parles. Book It Sports. We'll tell you all about that as we do each and every week at this time as Jeff joins us. And we get into a lot of different things from the world of sports betting and beyond. It's a community of conversations similar to what you find at Book It Sports. And Harry is already. See, this is the difference. I don't know if you caught this right here at the end, but Harry has a lot of subtle tricks up his sleeve or in his bag, Barrett. So instead of this is how Harry can get away with doing what he ridicules and criticizes you for. This is how he can get away with it scot-free. Right? right. And that's by letting me know before we come back, hey, we have to go to the stream, even though he's going to derail <laughs> the conversation anyway by going to his comp, probably by 91 
LXR or something like that to derail the conversation anyway. So I'm just saying. You no, know, this yeah. is how he works. Second tertiary levels. That's right. You got to go to school for this kind of stuff. Yes. And, but we, we, yes, CSB, one of our new sponsors. Exactly. But we were playing the video of the ginger assassin, the bowler who got the 710 split, which apparently is a, is a very, very difficult feat during the break and 91 LSXers points out that if Jake Asman and the fat kid from the sandlot had a kid, it would be that bowler. <laughs> How about that? That is amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. That is amazing. Anytime you can work Asman into the conversation, <laughs> you got to do it. Oh man. <laughs> And here's the thing. Bam. Jeff is well aware of what Jake not only looks sure. like, but also Hell that yeah. combination of the two. And yeah. Did you see I, the do, shirt, do, though, Do we need man? to bring him back up? Do we need to bring a, a still shot? I I, close, I thought we closed the book on this. The now, shirt. Is telling me that this is a very difficult yeah, I feat. I, I Apparently, it is based on history. But yeah. is this something that, like, you have an average – golfer like a golfer an average bowler who's really good but not on tour like is this something that people can do or is this something that really like nobody does well, what would be the sport equivalent of this a hole in one I think so. I, let's start off with the shirt though man he's got the hammer on the shirt on the, the front hammer. of the on the belly part not on the back of his shirt but it's on the belly part in the front like right. with tupac he got thug life on his tattered on himself he's got the hammer on the front oh, yeah, of the I mean, shirt. Wouldn't you want the world to know your nickname? Not the not the hammer, the camera. <laughs> not beat the hammer, man. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, What's ah. With shirt? I mean, seriously. This dude, wow. can we also talk about the very here's another thing, too. We see this on tour a lot. Like Sung JM hold out on a tournament last year and barely reacted, mm -hmm. right? When he aced on, on a par three. This dude, he's 18 years old. Like, you can live a little bit, man. Right. Listen to the guy announcing. Yeah, the guy announcing is happier for newer than newer. Well, he probably had a bet on it. Yeah, he's blushing. Right. You know? His face is almost as red as his hair. Look how red he got. <laughs> I tell you, wow. that is one hell of a shirt. Though. Now it's he, he's in a match, match number three, and his opponent's name is Butt Turf. Yeah. <laughs> Only you would see that too. How do you get a name like Butt Turf? Is this a real event, or did, is this like something we got fooled? Did the Onion create this and just use the FS1? This sounds like a Ron Culver fake news story. Yeah, this is on the Onion or the Ocho. Oh, that's right. unbelievable! The Ginger Assassin. Oh, Got a 7-10 split uh, when facing butt turf. <laughs> oh, this is really happening. Hey, Jeff, I'm just to let you know. The stream. <laughs> yes. They had nine, 999 to 1 odds that you were going to have a Kansas State hat. And I told them you were part of the Big A conference back in the day. You know, you oh, weren't oh, always oh, a Kansas I, I don't own I don't own a K State hat. Good. I think the, I think the only collegiate team hat I own is is my alma mater, Missouri. I think that's it. That was sixty six to one. If you had that on, no oh, sixty six well, to one odds. You, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, guys. I, I need to, I need to go find it out of my closet somewhere because I'm going to tell you if I wear that next week, there will be complaints because people will claim it is not a Missouri hat because it is not a traditional right. hat. I'm just going to warn you on that right away. Okay. Well, I'm just letting you know, man. You just okay. die for that, right? The case they had. I don't own a case they had. I don't even own a. I don't think I own a purple hat even. 
Uh, so, uh, so Joey, don't don't put purple at a thousand to one. You're probably okay. All right, Jeff, what do you make of this uh, Sixers-Nets line tonight? Does it tell you the Sixers believe favored by seven at most shops? Uh, does this tell you anything about who might be in the lineup or who won't be in the lineup for the Nets? Well, that tells you that at least two of the big three aren't going to be there, which is a pretty safe assumption because Harden is still injured. Kyrie probably, uh, again, won't probably won't play this week uh, for family reasons again. That would be my anticipation. Um, uh, and KD, I mean, the Nets did play yesterday. KD did play in that game. So it wouldn't shock me if Durant doesn't play the second end of a back-to-back either. So, yeah, no, I'm kind of – if once KD is officially ruled out here, I, this is going to be double digits, and it should be double digits. So if you like Philly, I don't have a problem with laying seven right now. I just don't see Kyrie playing tonight. Harden definitely is not playing, mm-hmm. and Durant on a second of a back-to-back, uh, I, I, seen, I see that to be unlikely – to see him playing tonight, man, I'm telling you that what a bust. Well, here's the thing. And, and it's not to justify anything. It's just to think, to put it in proper context, we hear, and I think a lot of people around the country look at this as this huge game. It's a big litmus test for the Sixers. And this is the biggest regular season game for the Sixers all year. I think the nets true to form of how they've been all year look around and think we don't even need to have two of our three guys on the floor to be in contention for home court advantage. This is just a game in April. Who cares? I I don't think they care about this game. Not to say that the players out there on the floor won't compete, but I think they look at this like it's just another game in the middle of April. It's not this huge litmus test for them like we are in Philadelphia. Well, I, I think I, I think it's more Eton just kind of like we're going. I don't want to go back compare this net team yet to the Miami Heat team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch because that team won titles. But that's kind of how the regular season's playing out for them at this point. Uh, you're right; it doesn't matter to them. And, and for Brooklyn, it doesn't matter if they get the one or the two seed. It doesn't right. matter at this point. They're gonna Philly and Brooklyn are gonna be one two in some order. We know that Milwaukee's not gonna catch either of those teams in all likelihood. But for Brooklyn, I don't think it matters, especially uh, it's probably a stretch to assume full near full capacity in Philadelphia by the time an Eastern Conference final would happen in June. So I, I just I, for Brooklyn, it's just get to the Eastern Conference finals. If we have to play four in Philadelphia, we'll play four in Philadelphia. That That's their thought process. What would yeah. you think? What would you think the line would be? Were this a game where everybody was playing for both teams? In, in Philly. Philly, pick, really, pick, yeah, mm. pick. Maybe Brooklyn minus one. Jeez, okay. uh, I, I would say Brooklyn. I, Brooklyn is way ahead of everyone in the power rankings when they're when they're at full strength. Mm. It's just the way that it is right now, Harry. And the only team that would be close to them would be a fully intact Laker team. That would right. be the way that I would I would look at it. Look, just look at look at the futures numbers. I mean, Philadelphia could end up with a one seed, and they're still well behind the Nets. Hmm. in the futures book. So I, I would anticipate it would be a pick or Brooklyn be favored if everyone was playing in this game. Well, looking at, um, you know, talking about two two guys on the Sixers team, Embiid in this, in this, you know, trying to accomplish being the MVP. And then you got Big Ben trying to be a, a defensive player of the year. You know, their odds going up, down, where are they at right now? Especially with the way Embiid's been playing. And, uh, you know, even Ben Simmons, you know, he's more inclined to be a defensive prowess than anything else. 
Well, Nikola Jokic is a pretty significant favorite over everyone in the MVP race. He's, you're laying over $2, so minus 225 at DraftKings on Jokic. Embiid has moved back up to being the second favorite, though. He's plus 325, and realistically, at this point, it is a two-horse race between the two of them. The yeah. way that Embiid's path to the MVP is the Nuggets just go completely in the tank the last month, which What's I wouldn't happen? say it's not impossible because Jamal Murray's injury, which, yep. again, Jokic could put up even more absurd numbers. Denver loses a bunch of games. Philly holds on to the one seed. That's Joel's path. The defensive player of the year path is a lot more difficult for Ben Simmons. I know Gobert has his games where he just gets toasted. But if Utah gets the number one seed in the Western Conference, I just think the narrative is going to be too strong on Gobert to get that award. So at minus 335 right now at DraftKings, I think that's a pretty fair number on Rudy. Okay. Fair I enough. still like the Sixers. Uh, you know, even with them um, being second and going second, um, you know, with how it's going to shake out, what are the odds right now that they go into the, um, the finals? Philadelphia to win the East right now. They're the third favorite right now, plus 450 at DraftKings. Brooklyn's odds on right now, Barrett. They're minus 106. The Bucks are plus 250. The fact that Milwaukee is shorter than Philadelphia is silly to me mm -hmm. uh, because I, I it, if Milwaukee draws Miami in the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked if Miami beats them for the second consecutive mm -hmm. season. And they're going to have to play in order for – and this is why for Philadelphia, I think it's a lot more important to get the one seed than for Brooklyn. If Brooklyn plays Milwaukee, I feel like Brooklyn will be able to handle them pretty easily. If you're Philly, you'd much rather play, look, the 4-5 might legitimately be Atlanta and the Knicks, potentially. Like, that is a legitimate possibility of a 4-5. That's a lot easier than playing Milwaukee in the, in the second round. Heck, even this version of Boston's a lot easier than playing Milwaukee in the first round. So, I, I think the only value in the Eastern Conference board right now, Barrett, is Philadelphia plus 450. That would be the only bet I would make. And then a couple of that, Philadelphia at 11 to 1 to win the title uh, with Phoenix at 20 to 1 would be the only two that I would make at the moment uh, in, the, in the win the championship market. There's a lot of hedge activity with Phoenix. I, I don't hate yeah. that at all. I, I tell you, that the one team that <laughs> I, I believe is just being completely overlooked, not necessarily from the betting markets because it's hard to ignore trends when you're staying away from teams and names and players and jerseys, but just from a future standpoint, and I'm looking at it here, the Clippers at plus 500, I absolutely love that value, especially because I would think, based on what's happened with the Lakers, knowing the two teams above the Clippers have yet to prove anything, with a healthy Kawhi on that team in the playoffs, they do stand the best chance of being the non-Lakers team to advance, in my opinion, at least, Jeff. I don't hate it. I just don't trust them. I, well, that, you don't that, trust Paul George. Just I don't trust the Clippers as a whole. I, it doesn't matter that Kawhi won a title with another franchise that seemingly was untrustworthy in Toronto. We saw what happened last year. There's no excuse for what happened to them in the bubble last year. You can't blow that series against a – 
a team that I didn't think was ready to compete in Denver. Well, what, uh, if, what if I told you real quick, what if I told you that the head coach responsible for that collapse is, is gone? Well, he's coaching the Sixers, so I don't know if how much you guys really would <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, but but look, um, let's I, let's I, not I, focus on that right now. I was right. focused on the first part of it. Parl yeah. heard the whole six. No, I, I, I again, I, I did my best to mess it up, and I did. But uh, but but look, the, the Western Conference to me, Denver is done. The Jamal Murray injury eliminates them yeah. from making the finals. If they had Jamal Murray, then I would be totally inclined to go with some off-the-wall bets here because the way that it was breaking down was Denver was going to draw the Lakers probably in a first-round four or five. And with the full Nuggets at full strength, even if the Lakers were healthy, if Denver had home court, that is not an easy series for the Lakers. Then I could even see Denver upsetting the Lakers if they had Jamal Murray healthy, and then all bets are off. Then any any of those other four, uh, three teams other than Denver, which would be Utah, Phoenix, and the Clippers, would all have shots to make the NBA Finals. Now with Denver not having Jamal Murray, that four or five between the Lakers and the Nuggets looks like all right. The Lakers will be able to win that series. Then I would expect the Lakers to be favored even as the four to five against Utah. It just the path gets a lot shorter for these teams now with that Jamal Murray injury. I know that sounds odd because mm -hmm. it eliminates a team, but what it does do, it gets rid of a path where I could see the Lakers going out early. Right. So yeah. I still think the Lakers make the finals, but the Clippers, I don't have a problem with that bet. I don't have a problem with Phoenix. Those would be the two that I would make other than the Lakers now. Hold tight. We'll take a quick one on the network. Wrap the hour coming up next. Overtime as well, courtesy of Book It Sports. Still to come, it's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle in sports map radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Jody Mag. The legendary sports talker joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mac and Jody Mac across the Jacob Media Network. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on. Welcome to the Wildwoods. 
The perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. Connecticut School of Broadcasting is now the CSB Media Arts Center, training in all that is media, including the nation's most successful broadcast training program with professional media experts whose entire mission is to get you career ready. In just 8 or 16 weeks, train on-site and online at our local campus in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. VA approved. CSB Media Arts Center. Visit GoCSB.com. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, Jeff Parle showing us book at Sports Overtime coming up in a matter of minutes, and we'll tell you more about the filmmaking program that Harry referenced at CSB and the Sixers-Nets game. Now, is there anything that we should be playing tonight? All right, a couple of thoughts, uh, looked ahead at a couple of games here, but... We go to you. You're the expert here, at least between the four of us. So what are you look like? What has jumped out the most to Jeff Parles tonight across? I don't care if it's a player prop at the NBA, if it's a total in the first period of a hockey game, or if it's a futures and the RBC. What has <laughs> jumped out to you personally tonight that you can't wait to play or you've already punched I, I will tell you, after Abraham Answers Top 20 got blown because of the post-round penalty in round one, uh, I, I'm taking a week off from golf. Um, ah. I, I, I'm just taking a week off. That was you that was told you, though. What, wait, wait, real quick. Hey. Yes, Last you, week, you warned me. Yes, I understand. Yes. You, not only did we warn you about Abraham Answer, okay, but more importantly, Harry, this is where I got the whole thing from the interview we had with you a week ago where Harry dropped that stat on the Masters, the last 16 guys who have won it except for Tiger freaking Woods have all finished in the top 10 after day one. Now what? it's 17. What? I'm sorry? That's, now it's up to 17. Now, yeah, now, now it's up to 17, yeah. Why didn't you just wait until the first day and bet four or five of the well, guys? No, no, no. That was, a, that was a top 20 market, Eton. No, I know, but, but the whole... Yeah. Okay, no, well, no. The, I, I did, on, and I bet... I, I did. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got a break. We got a break. We got a break. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, Book It Sports, our sponsor for overtime, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, Jeff Barles, at Jeff Barles, joining us as well. And referenced earlier in the program the connecticut school of broadcasting where you and their locations especially eight five now in the east coast 
And one special program that's new that wasn't there when I was there, that wasn't there when Harry was there, no. is the filmmaking program. CSB Media Arts Center provides top-level instruction, digital filmmaking, the new digital filmmaking program, training on how to write, shoot, direct, and edit your own short character-driven films. It's really cool. You can learn the skills of cinematography on HD cameras, learn industry standard lighting techniques, how to edit film and video on Adobe Premiere Pro. You can train in small group classes taught by industry, industry professionals. Learn from a film school that will focus on helping you bring your creative visions to life. And the beauty of it, eight or 16 weeks affordable tuition. Jeff Parles is in the house. And I know you wanted to jump in on the golf stuff. Real quick, I, I wanted to bring this up because we had Aton Keller, who, if you're wondering, Aton, yes, it's the same name, same spelling, the man who I was named after, my godfather, longtime producer in Hollywood and responsible, as he joined us in the first hour, Jeff, responsible for the true growth of American Gladiators, the show that we all know what it is. So Harry, at the end of the interview, when Aton was off the show, or at least he thought was off the show, jokingly said, well, you know, what would happen if we sent this show, this clip of today's show or any show right. to Aton for him to look over similarly to how Sam Goldwyn asked him years ago to do with American Gladiators before Aton Keller came back and fixed it. Well, unbeknownst to Harry Mays and Barrett and everybody else, Aton's been hanging out, just wanting to see the show and, and paying attention to the show. So he's back with <laughs> us right now to give us his own. Re now, this is a Hollywood yes. television for America's Funniest People, Iron Chef America, Howard Cosell, down with the Miami Dolphins, countless more things that you've seen and watched and done. I mean, if there's something that you know that Aton has done, he's done. So now we actually have him coming back with a wow. recap of what he's seen. And here's the beauty of it. He now understands the show combined with the relationship he has with me where he's not going to pull any punches. If no. there's something, it's just like with American Gladiators. He's, he's going to go back and say, now, Aton Barrett. Love the idea, <laughs> but the show stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think the, the conclusion that I came to, um, and I think you'll all be surprised to hear this from me, that I think, Harry, you should be hosting Jeopardy. <laughs> hey, I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> yes. Now, do I have to do it in my Aaron Rodgers-esque voice, or do I, can I use my own voice? No, I think, I think you should definitely use your, your own voice, bring your own material. Yeah, and I, I think I think you'd be you'd be terrific. That's great. Uh, I, what an I, honor. I did think that you know you gave each other a little bit too much too much pushback on on the whole golf and you know which uh, you know which club you should use, et cetera. The man's trying. You know, he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to go for his personal best, and you just don't give him an inch on that. And in this day of People being a little kinder, a little more considerate, a little bit more compassionate. I thought it was way, way, way out of line. Not yeah. very woke of everybody. 
Yeah, right. A lot of that stuff hasn't trickled down right, to Jeff, this show yet. <laughs> right. See, that, that's the thing. Barrett coming out with a one iron right? and trying to convince the world that the, the only thing I can say in response to that, Aton, is, is you sound like a man who has not played golf with Barrett. Maybe your opinion would change after nine to 18 holes with Barrett. Oh, that's what we're doing? I was just ready to get back to the clubhouse to drink. You guys bought me on the drinking at the clubhouse. I didn't go to play wait, golf. Wait a second. Wait a, hold on. The, the biggest thing you just mentioned, though, is Baird. Why do you have a one iron in your bag? That's my point. That's I got a one and a two. Out. What? Because <laughs> I tried to I, every time I tried to hit my driver. I mean, I hit it straight down the other course. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So that that's another strike from the show is that Harry and Aton are too harsh on Barrett, especially in moments of growth. Right. <laughs> you're supposed to feed you're supposed to feed it like you're gonna be you're gonna get better Barry. you're gonna right. get better i'm a parent right. be, so i'm taking down a lot of notes right. all right yeah. instead he's gonna instead harry's gonna say hey b i hate to do it to you but yeah right yeah yeah i'm not big on the empathy part i guess you know yes, that's that's harry's issue that's clear. Struggles with the empathy. That, that's clear <laughs> that's very clear i mean i think uh Aton, you, you were right not only have i not played with barrett you could have ended that sentence sooner. I have not played golf ever. So, <laughs> so for me, I was just reacting to the fact that he's a, a family member of yours here and you guys work together and try and support one another. And, you know, he had maybe a misguided aspirational moment, but it was still emphasis on aspirational. And you guys, uh, you know, stomped all over. So, Fair my apologies. If you want to grow here, you got to water yourself. That's right. <laughs> You didn't let me finish. That was all very good TV. So I'm not saying don't do it. Oh, good. Fair enough. Good. Now, is there anything you can leave us with? Anything positive? Or, or is it pretty much stuff to work on? Is, is this all moments of growth? What do they call them? Teaching moments, right? right. Us. Teaching moments. Well, I, I, as I texted to you, Eitan, the, the, the one thing that, that, that comes across, which is great, and obviously I've never – I have not heard the show or, or seen you guys uh, before is the fact that you're having a good time and that really comes across and that's not an easy dynamic to communicate. Even if talent is having a good time uh, on, on a show, sometimes for whatever reason, it doesn't translate well. And so this really came across to me that you guys enjoy being with one another you nice. more than enjoy talking about sports and you're able to uh, add, be additive to one another's comments in in a very spontaneous way which which is terrific so it's more than just having the knowledge the facts and the figures but it's understanding when they're relevant and when it's additive and when it's interesting so people that are listening understand the significance of the comments that you are making in this sports world. And I think that uh, that's terrific and uh, very difficult to achieve. So it appears natural and conversational rather yeah. than a producer whispering in somebody's ear and telling them what to say. No, that'll uh, never happen. Or, on this or, uh, guiding, you know, uh, you know, through everything. We don't even tell our 
weekly. Forget guests like yourself who will come on every now and again, or if we're fortunate enough to have you. Uh, people that join us, our partner and Jeff Barles, he has no idea what the hell no. we're talking about. When he comes on, he just steps right into it. And I'll say this, Jeff's more famous not than Barrett because he won a Super Bowl and, and all this. Jeff was an entourage, though. Don't let yeah. him tell you yeah. shit. Right. He was an honor. There's some Hollywood in Jeff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. There, you know, he may be hitting me up for your info at the end of this, trying to my, get my, back my, onto my, a TV my great my Ethan, my great scene as an extra as a 17-year-old kid in a backyard party scene where I'm legitimately drinking from an empty solo cup. There you go. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Don't sell yourself short, Jeff. You sold it like you were. Right. I, 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 it, was, it was a great, it was the best acting job I've ever had that wasn't on a basketball court. People thought so. that was a rum and coke, man. I swear to God. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Aton. We appreciate Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Hanging around Thanks. too and watching the, the recap. Thank that you, guys. Tremendous. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Okay, <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that was spectacular. Awesome. We just want to make sure that we have somebody uh, keeping us honest. Yes. I will say, I will say my favorite part of that was the the one of the most significant takes was you guys got to be nicer to Barrett. That, yeah. that was the best part of it. That's the best part of it. Here's the problem is that Barrett has probably felt that for months and has probably relayed that to people in his own household and maybe even to Joe and Sandra Krause and Jacob Lee. Yeah. These guys, man. But yeah. My mom, I, I, I didn't voice it to my mom. You know, the only person that's enjoying this outside of Harry and I is Philip Brooks. Right. Like we're essentially Harry and I are doing the show for Philip now, just turning on Barrett. Bro, this dude goes bowling everywhere. Yeah. But I can't get him to come to my house. I'm telling him, look, bring my niece to my house. You know, my niece would be two years old and he hasn't been brought her to my house. Instead, he'll go bowling around the country. He goes to he goes everywhere. He I mean he, um Ohio, uh Alabama. He goes everywhere bowling, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. But he would I said, We got bowling alleys up here. We do. I keep telling him. But amazing. hey, amazing. Amazing. hey, real quick, Nets and Sixers off the board. I imagine uh -oh. because Durant's out, right? I, I would say that's a pretty safe assumption, right, wow. Ethan? All right, what, what are a, you playing? Uh, what a bust. Some plays here tonight, all right? Oh, well, first off, first off, I was not done with with uh, with my golf thing. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. For a few <laughs> minutes ago. I, 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 have I will say time. this. So I, 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 while you were ridiculing me for not making a bet after round one, I did make a bet after round one, and it was a horrible one. I bet Webb Simpson, no. who completely went in the tank in round two, and that bet was completely dead after his – good first round where he was sitting in the top 15 or excuse me. He was in the top 10. He was three under after mm -hmm. round one. Right. So, yeah. uh, so, so that, that was, uh, that was just bad execution. And again, I was, it was good to see Hideki Matsuyama finally win one of these, uh, one of these majors, uh, especially even though it was weird, felt like he won it on the, the, uh, the eight holes on Saturday, but Hey, you do what you got to do to get your green jacket. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. I mean, he wasn't, he's not the first guy in the history of a yeah. major to win it on a Saturday by Correct. any means. Hey, right, he was right. the only guy who attacked that golf course after the rain, man. Yeah, you got to give spectacular. him credit. Yeah. He was absolutely spectacular on yeah. Saturday. That was think a, of the look, difference with yeah, what? Thomas, who was the complete opposite after right. the rain. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also too, I mean, this, this tournament had two of the best eight hole stretches I think I've ever seen in this tournament. Justin Rose's one legitimately kept him in the tournament until mm -hmm. Sunday, and Matsuyama's won it for him. Yeah. So uh, it was it, that was awesome to watch on Saturday right. after the rain delay for sure. For tonight, I'm really not overly adventurous, guys. Uh, a, a money line parlay in the NHL 
and this has been working for the most part. Just Let taking a good Winnipeg. I yeah, Winnipeg's in there. Yeah. Uh, but 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 taking teams that are playing for seeding against teams that are just playing it out the rest of the way at this point. So tonight we'll take Winnipeg with Vegas. Vegas is playing the Kings. Ooh. Winnipeg is playing Ottawa. We'll take them together. That's about plus one thirty-five. Uh, if it loses, so be it. You tip your hat to the bad team that not that beats you. But uh, the way that it's been going, you guys, the bad teams in the NHL, not bad teams in the NBA, for the most part, have just been mailing it in the last few weeks, and yeah. it's only going to continue. Real quick, Harry's got to go. He's got to go. Time. All right, so I'll leave you with this. Instead of just the money line parlay, what you could do because the Winnipeg Jets are covering games at a clip right now of nearly seventy-five percent. Is parlay and you never do it, Jeff. But you parlay the Knights money line with the peg on the puck line. They're in Ottawa, and I think that a two-goal victory is something that we. It's dangerous normally, but when you're covering games at nearly three quarters of the clip that you're at, I I would push it tonight, and that gets you at plus two forty-five back. Maybe even just if you want a lesser price, just take the sixty-minute line, and That's don't even price. mess. Not even mess around with the uh, with the puck line. Yeah, it's not as steep of a plus price, but maybe you just do that. Take the 60-minute line. I have a hard time seeing Ottawa pushing this game to overtime. All right, here's what you do with the Sixers. Whatever the Sixers are, whatever you see the Sixers number as, punch them in. Also, all right, I'm going to tell you this right now, punch that over 219 for the Knicks-Pelicans game. And finally, because you're going to need some – third game to throw in here the indiana pacers following that disappointing loss where their streak is snapped are only laying four and a half in houston so i would take indiana minus four and a half i would take the total of the knicks pelicans 219 and i would take whatever the sixers are at eight right now and i would run a teaser with whatever return you like if it's six if it's six and a half, i would just push it a little bit and that's what i would say I see you nodding your head. Yes, which is better than like, you. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, Ethan. Okay. All right. Even well, though I'm not a huge basketball teaser guy, but I, I'm not going to disagree with what you said there. Well, Barrett's <laughs> got another tea time to go to as well. He's got to hit that one iron. So we'll see you. All right, fellas. All right, <laughs> see you guys. Again. It's overtime again. By Are both. you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.